Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> you want me to say it? Visit our website, yo. <laughs> Visit comrade slash. Wait. Fuck. That's the Evoca. Incredulity. Incredulity. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there already, there's more than, like, that That protest that Jess, oh, and I think you went too, Scott. You, you, po- you posted pictures of it, didn't you? Uh, the protest from Saturday? Yes, the one, the um, yeah. counter-protest to the, to the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see their signs that were like, stop communism in America? Wow. Yeah, and, and they, they had a fucking... the terrorists and the communists. They had a fucking Vietnamese woman to, to deliver that message. Yes. That was like, that was like classic right-wing, like, <clears throat> propaganda tactics. Oh, yeah. That was, that was fucked. Did you also see, um, like, in the back, like, the two fucks literally Nazi saluting? Well, there was also a dude that was clearly an Adam Waffen flying the Sonnenrad flag yes, for, like, I was gonna say that hour. Next. And then at the end, there was a fucking guy in a duck mask. Yes. <laughs> and the person next to me, and the person next to me was like, fuck off, Nazi duck. This is where, um, this is where we are as a society. Was it a three presenters flag or whatever? Yeah. He, like... He Swear literally, God. like, he was Damn doing it. this. He was, like, doing this, like, trying to, like, get someone to, like, fucking start, like, come over and fight him. He After was, like, I jumped the first look at barricade, this. And I was he was, like, I know what this means. He had, like, a smug fucking look on his face, like, ha, ha, ha. I'm, you know, like, come fuck me up. I want to get you in trouble. Look at look at me. I'm doing this stupid thing. Like, <laughs> and I was, like, fuck you. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, get the fuck out of here, you piece of fucking shit. I know who you are. <laughs> I'm glad I actually like slept a normal amount last night. Like the past like three nights, I like slept like three or four hours, and it was just not good. I haven't slept since like Sunday, so that's not good, Joe. Not 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 good. Yeah, that sounds like could actually be the reason why you feel like you're physically falling apart. I would attribute much of that to the complete insomnia that you've experienced. Actually, it's not that. It's uh, it's the hip and the it's the hip problems, like the neck soreness, the spinal cord issues. I don't know if you know. It's noticed. not the tiredness. Well, no, because when when I didn't sleep, like, and this is after I got clean, like I have spent multiple days awake, and it fucks with your entire, like, not just your mind, but it does start to fuck with your entire body because, like all of your energy is just adrenaline. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I know what you mean. You're, Dude, you're not, I second you're not running on real days. energy anymore. My, like, first co- my first finals week, I went like three days without sleeping. And by day three, it, it was starting to hit me. Like that, like the physical aspect was starting to hit me. Um, well, I was going to say, um, <laughs> no, but like sleeping like has like a real detrimental like not sleeping has like a real detrimental effect on your body and it's like not a joke you know like when I had like I had like your my immune mental- system yeah your immune system like everything it really does something to you so you gotta be careful not not sleeping like really make sure to dedicate time to like sleeping properly and like value that Joe is the uh, new encroaching red scare uh contributing to keeping you awake just a little bit just a little bit I had, um, I was on mute, but, like, Ryan was like, what about the high cost of fungal medication? Is that what's keeping you awake? <laughs> Yo, I thought I had a fungal infection in my fucking toe, because, like, last week, I was running into, 
I was running into my bedroom and I like. I was just like, don't tell the government. <laughs> I was running into my bedroom and I like punted my bed frame. And when I went, went to cut my toenail, it was just not the same color. Yeah, that'll do it. But like this, this like new like wave is kind of, it's, it's, it's a bit like darker than like, you know, the last couple of decades of like shit hitting the fan. Because like, it's one thing for like Trump to be like having a hissy fit, conniption fit being like, oh, it, we're gonna make Antifa like a terrorist organization and there is no like statute. But it's another thing for like the Department of Justice to be like, we're gonna try to figure out how to make this a thing. And then we're gonna use, use like uh, the like uh, pretext of like, oh, we think these socialist people are like in, suspected Antifa members, and that's going to be our pretext for rounding up all the leftists. Um, the other day, I can't find it right now, but I did see a bill where they're trying, like, they're basically trying to say that like Marxist ideology is like like terroristic, and that's not encouraging. <laughs> so no, especially uh, for somebody who literally has a sickle and hammer tattooed on their arm already. It's a little bit disconcerting. <laughs> My friend has a sickle and hammer to, like, tapped, tattooed on her hip. So, you know, <laughs> it's what it is. Like, I remember, like, last August when Ted Cruz, like, started putting, like, uh, floors, like, bills on the floor of the Senate run and, like, Antifa, like, a terrorist group. It was like, yeah, but that's Ted Cruz. He's just trying to message, like, to the far-right weirdos. So, like, hey, I'm, like, also, like, a weirdo judge. But now it's like, oh, yeah, the DOJ's talking about, like, doing this thing. And like, if Trump gets reelected, like somehow managed to like come up with like domestic terror statutes, like what happens to the left? Do we like, do we all like have to go underground or do we just like have to like go to Canada for a while? Like what happens to the left in a situation in which there is a legal pretext to start rounding up people who are suspected of having like anti-fascist tendencies? We fight even harder, you know? Yeah. That's my response. Like, you don't let that happen. Like, you, you don't stand by and let that happen. I, I don't know what that necessarily means, but like, I don't know. I, I, I was just, um, like the other day, like there's like some post online about, I'm foggy about, about it, but um, I was talking about how like, like I made this like long, long post about like, what like line, how far do we let this fucking go until we, we, take action and like we say not no more it was about um it was about how donald trump like literally like made this facebook ad that was what was it calling for like um it used the nazi symbol like the nazi symbol for political prisoners did you guys see that yeah um, yeah the triangle yeah the triangle exactly that um so i so i shared this post about it and like i went on like it was like a very like i made this very long post like being like when do we say like, that's enough. Like, we stop it. Like, when it's time that they're knocking down my door, it's going to be freaking too late. Like, how many signs do we need that we are, we are in, we are actively in a fascist state? Like, that is where we live right now, is a fascist state. Like, when do we stop it? We have people dying on our borders. People are dying on our borders. Like, that's not an exaggeration. They're literally, they are gassing. They're, they're spraying, like, I don't know if you guys seen that. Like, they're, they're spraying disinfectant every 15 minutes and the disinfectant burns their skin, causes rashes, makes it hard to breathe. 
and the, the people who work there wear this like hazmat suit and like a um you know like a whatever you call it a, a gas mask a, res a, respirator. a respirator thank you you're telling me that, that that's not gonna like kill someone in like a month after they do that daily every 15 minutes in that like post like i commented on like i was responding to someone's comments and i and they were like well you know we don't really have to like luckily like we're not gonna necessarily die because like we're white you know like we'll be kind of okay you know we'll, we'll make it through it and i was like dude like i won't like i will not make it through it because i'm gonna do whatever i can fucking do in my goddamn power to make sure that doesn't happen to like you know like i'm gonna get myself killed pretty much like i i'm not gonna play it safe and i'm not gonna let them round people up i don't know what that means for me i don't know what that looks like but I'm not gonna stand by. I, I can't. As a student of history, I'm I'm significantly less optimistic about uh, the left or even like the proletariat in general's uh, like capacity to like push back once once the ball starts moving in that direction because the IWW tried uh, resisting the first Red Scare in the wake of World War One. They were literally taking up arms and fighting the state, and they got massacred. The state was literally hunting them down and lynching them in the streets. Uh, there was this noted, uh, this infamous massacre in Washington State, uh, in which like dozens of IWW members were just massacred in the middle of the street. It became a reality for me at the um, protest on Saturday, uh, seeing literal Nazis behind like a row of uh, cops from the BPD, one of whom definitely didn't have a badge on at all and another one who taped over his badge number how are those actions like freaking legal like how are they like how are they allowed to freaking do that like what it makes me mad that's that's all i gotta say and also half of them didn't have uh any face masks on yeah. they didn't have body cams either <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, they're just trying to die of a respiratory illness <laughs> to own the libs Speaking yeah. of um, cops, like not wearing face masks. Uh, so I was having a discussion the other day, like I, I was talking with this, this homeless guy, Rick, I walked by him and I like noticed that he didn't have a mask on and I do the mask coordinating for Llama Lowell's mutual aid group. So I was like, Oh, Hey, do you need a mask? Like I have some in my apartment. I can go, I like, I, I can go grab one for, for you and like bring, bring, bring one back. No problem. He was like, Oh no, no, I have one. I just don't wear it. Cause I really like, hard for me to breathe and whatnot which you know is a thing but you know he, he has like bad allergies apparently and it like really gets bad when he's wearing a mask i was like oh yeah totally get that no no problem i just want to you know want to help out whatever and it like got discussed started on this discussion about how like a cop but a cop like came up to him and was like i'm gonna have to find you I'm like hello I'm, I'm going to like, why, why aren't you wearing a mask? He's like, oh, I, I have one, sorry, you know, I wasn't wearing one. It's like, well, you're not wearing one right now, so I'm gonna have to write up a fine. And like, meanwhile, like this guy is homeless. Like this guy is homeless. Like you can tell he's homeless. He has his, like a backpack and like, I'm gonna fine you $300 homeless man. Um, and then he, what he said in response to it, he's like, okay, well then, I don't know, I'm gonna have to write one up for you, like a civilian arrest type thing. It's like, what do you mean? Like, you're trying to be smart, like smart to me? Like, like, he got like mad. And he's like, well, you're not wearing a mask either. 
I was like, are you shitting me? This cop wasn't wearing a mask either. He was gonna find this man, this homeless individual, $300. Like, yeah, like he's gonna be able, I have, he has $300 to pay this fine. Um, oh, and he wasn't even wearing a mask. Are you, you gotta be like out of your mind to be like, I'm gonna find someone for not wearing a mask while I'm actively not wearing a mask. Fuck the police. That's all I get to say. But you're forgetting that like cops are like incredibly entitled people. Like, so this makes perfect sense. Like they get like a stomachache from a milkshake and assume it's a hate crime. Or uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> that poor woman that had to wait. <laughs> I didn't watch the video because like I was like I don't need to watch this like I, I don't I don't want to watch a cop crying like, I, don't, I don't give a fuck you know but um yeah <laughs> the memes that came out of it though they're good yeah I didn't feel the need to watch the video it's like great it just it's basically just a, a Karen video but it's like it's a Karen with a gun but by proxy I guess Karens already have guns so because they so. don't have their phones, they can just call a cop, so. True. Mm-hmm. Speaking of actual parents with, with a gun, did you guys see... Um, pro- There's like two, two lawyers or something. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, just thinking of that, actually. St. Louis that, like, literally was aiming a gun with, like, that, that married couple or whatever, white married couple that literally were aiming a gun at protesters with their finger on the fucking trigger. Multiple guns. Um, and did not get arrested. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> like, I saw this, like, I, I, I saw this post, like, a bunch. And, like, one person that shared it, like, was, like, have you, like, in the post was, like, like no, motioning to pe- the people reading the post, like, have you ever, re- like, held a gun? Because you're literally not supposed to have your finger on the trigger unless you are going to shoot. Because if, the, if you were startled, if you were bumped, if you were whatever, you could accidentally shoot someone, like very possibly. As someone who's actually had an assault rifle pointed at them before, it's, it's uh, to put it mildly, not a pleasant experience. Also, the, uh, <laughs> also, the, uh, the mansion that they were defending from the protesters looks really ugly on the inside. Yes. Well, I mean, it's a reflection of who they are, mm-hmm. humans. As you can see, bootlickers. I just changed my background to them so you can see how ugly they are. Which is uh, why but, I was laughing. I mean, it shows uh, who the you know the side the cops are really on, and it's it, this reminds me of a discussion that I've been having uh, with a few comrades uh, about like like where cops stand in like the class structure, and like to Marx, class was more of a like a social relationship than it was like a position in society. And there's a social relationship between the different classes and the social relationship between like the working class and the ruling class is class struggle. And the cops inherently are working for the ruling class against class struggle. So the cops are inherently against the proletariat. Um, and so like, you, like, though they do labor, if you consider what they do labor, like they're not working class to resolve that debate if anybody is still having it. And they shouldn't be in unions. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cop, cop unions are gangs. Mm-hmm. Also, they give, they give, they, they, like, they're a disgrace and they give a bad name to actual, like, unions. Yeah, like, real sure. unions. It's yeah. an absolute disgrace. 
It reminds me though, like like what you were saying about like like the police serve the uh, ruling class. It just like reminds me of what I felt to be a very powerful moment at the protest uh, this past Saturday. This woman like ran on to the other side um, towards the, the original protest um, being like put on by, was it Super Happy Fun Time? Or well, not Super Happy Fun Time, Super Happy Fun America. Yeah, super happy <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> you know, whatever the, their stupid name is. Um, ran over to the other side and she grabbed a flag and then was running to get off of the other side, you know, and she got, she got, um, they grabbed her, not, not the police. Uh, they, the, those protesters grabbed her and like everyone on our side was like, fuck, we have to get over there and do something now. That was um, when I jumped the first barricade. That was how I ended up like face to face with the cops. Yeah. And the cops come out. Uh, now, now the cops, like they, uh, before this moment, the cops weren't really in front of our protest. They were like on the side. They weren't in between the two crowds, but the cops come out and they all just start facing us. You know, they're, they're facing us and they're protecting that side. And we start uh, chanting, uh, who do you serve, who do you protect? And that just, I don't know, to me, that was a powerful moment to be in. Um, a upsetting moment at the same time, because it's like, this is like you, you're just, you're literally like, a, a woman is being grabbed right now, and your reaction is to stop people from potentially saving her and protecting literal nazis that's cool that's real cool um that's awesome <laughs> yeah. well, it's because many of them themselves are nazis most likely i mean why do you think white supremacists have always been always gravitates towards law enforcement because law enforcement itself at least in settler colonial societies uh the institution itself is one of the major foundations of that institution is white supremacy you can't uh, there, it's so intertwined that like you can't do away without white supremacy. You can't do away with white supremacy within the institution without ripping out the foundation. And if you rip it, if you rip, it's like playing a game with Jenica. If you rip out the foundation, the whole thing collapses. I mean, like police started as slave patrols, so it's interesting though. Like uh, in other, like the UK, for example, the uh, the Metropolitan Police Department in London was like the first professional police force in the country and in the world. And they were actually modeled off of the experiences of the Royal Irish Constabulary, which was this uh, like ruthless, like paramilitary force basically that was uh, created and uh, used to like enforce the British colonial occupation and rule of Ireland. And they took those lessons and they incorporated them into the Metropolitan Police Department. And uh, the working, like working, like class parts of London were very hostile towards the police. Like kids would like hide in alleys and wait for cops to walk by and then throw bricks at them. It's called praxis. Exactly. Like cops are like the quintessential example of a class trader in like the or class trader as in like in uh, like the term in like socialist and communist discourse of like the past century of like uh workers who are willingly complicit in uh like systems that like oppress workers writ large the uh essentially the american police force serves to protect private property to um handle the consequences of austerity and to control surplus populations 
Yeah, they're like, they're literally, they are not here to protect us. They aren't meant to be here to protect us. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Yeah, this New York Times article, justices rule police do not have a constitutional duty to protect someone. What? Police do not have a constitutional duty to protect someone? When was that yeah. uh, Let me, I didn't click on the article. Um, oh, wow, this is old. This is real old. Uh, June 28th, 2005. You know, when you think about it, that kind of makes sense that it happened around, because it was around that time that Dick Cheney shot that lawyer in the face. It's a good connection, Joe. <laughs> I still think the most, like, fucked up part of that story is that, like, the guy who shot in the face apologized to Cheney. I'm still convinced that Cheney was, like, the brains behind the Bush Jr. administration. Oh, of course he was. Well, what are you talking about, convinced? That is just the truth. That, yeah. Those are just the facts. Also, who in the 21st century uses the phrase evildoers in a speech? Well, Mitch McConnell uh, compared himself to, uh, or he compared the GOP to, yeah, I think he said the Death Star. I said, Yeah, I, I think, that, that makes more sense. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of funny he mentions that because, like, George Lucas has explicitly said that, like, the original trilogy, uh, like, the Galactic Empire was supposed to be, like, a metaphor for, like, uh, Cold War-era U.S. imperialism. Scott. What's up? Hey. hey. Did you have another bullet point that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I, I feel like I took us off track with the Death Star thing. <laughs> No, not really. Okay. I could talk like more about like the protest on Saturday. I don't know. What was like another, I don't know, moment from it. I don't know. When did you leave? Uh, so I left when a group of people were like saying they, they heard that the police were like shutting down the streets and like cornering us in. Um, and I was like, oh, get out before, before they corner us in. That's, that's no good. Um, so I followed that group, like my group of friends and I followed that group. And then we confirmed that they weren't closing off the streets in that way. Um, and I came back for a little bit, but um, unfortunately my boyfriend really wasn't feeling good and was feeling sick. So we had to head out. Um, so I came back and I saw the duck guy as the last standing. <laughs> um, so I saw the duck guy as the last standing and then I left before they started um, moving to the different location yeah after that i mean there wasn't any honestly the, the cops just kind of filed out because the nazis left so fucking so there were know, no like there, flashes or anything just n no it there was there was no violence well i guess you could consider uh it must have been scary as fuck for that girl who grabbed the flag and then had a bunch of fucking nazis bear hugger but mm -hmm. uh Aside from that, no. Like, literally, the cops left with the fucking Nazis because, I mean, those are their homies. You know what I mean? If they were going to go, I don't know, have a tea party or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys see, like, a couple other people went to the other side, too. Um, this, like, one woman with, like, signs in her, like, front and her back. Um, just, like, different, like, I forget what the sign said. It's not coming to me. But she, like, tried to go in front of their, like, sound set up and like stand there and this like i don't know 60 or 60 year old woman like fuck, fucking grabbed the sign off her back and like ripped it off her back 
I wouldn't have had the guts to like go over there and like be surrounded by them, you know, cause they, they were like surrounding her. But like at this point they were like, we're not going to touch someone again, which is good. Uh, you shouldn't touch people that you, you know, you don't know and whatnot. Um, that's not cool. But yeah, yeah. They like had her surrounded. I was like, Oh my God, that's anxiety provoking. And I, good for you for still doing it. But like, whoo, whoo, that was, that was nerve wracking. <laughs> Yeah, I had to exercise a lot of self-control, but not because, like, oh, I'm fucking, I'm so fucking tough, like, I'm gonna go beat him up. It's just, like... You jumped over a barrier, though. Well, yeah, but I mean... That's some wild shit. I also jumped over a barrier. First time I've ever done that. My bod is not meant to jump over barriers, let let, let me tell you. Um, (laughs) I, like, almost (laughs) fell over the barrier. (laughs) Like, my leg, I have, like... My legs are um, not opposite of what's it called, like bone need. Yeah, opposite of bone need, and I have extra bones in my legs, so my legs are just really funny. Um, and it's very hard for me to do certain things. And whoo, trying to climb over a barricade was difficult. Luckily, people helped me out. It was very nice. <laughs> Thank you, kind strangers, because <laughs> I would have fell. And that's praxis. Yeah, it, honestly, it was awesome to see, like, I don't want to say the left, because it was just more, you know, people in support of, of Black Lives Matter in general. And, uh, well, there, I mean, there was mostly, it was mostly anti-fascist protesters, but the way I that we were... I assume if you, like, I feel like people who support Black Lives are typically on the left, so... Yeah, I mean, it's a fair assessment. But like, um, like we're good at taking care of each other, yo. Like we have the water, the hand sanitizer, the masks, people going around saying like, hey, you want a cliff bar or whatever? Like, Yeah, the medics um, and the marshals. Yeah. They're both very good. Everything yeah. goes great right up until people start talking about theory. We're great at the whole like actual solidarity thing when it comes to like fighting fascists. But, but like, we spent all this time tearing each other apart because like, oh, Mao said this or Trotsky said that and now you're 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 an idiot or Or some podcast subreddit was just deleted or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is like a real shame, you know, like I, I I hate that kind of bickering, you know. I live for it, you. Oh yeah. Fucking, if you wanna bicker <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like down. i mean like bickering to the point that like you're like not seeing each other as equals you know what i mean like like bickering to the point that you're like that guy's an idiot and like that type of stuff i don't know what i mean but this is a very important point no it's an important point because if we want to be like good leftists with good praxis then we have to take our comrades in good faith and Absolutely. especially online Mm-hmm. And especially on Twitter, it's been said a lot, uh, that doesn't happen. There's no incentive, incentivization to actually take anyone uh, at face value or in good faith on Twitter. So mm-hmm. don't try to do politics on Twitter. Just chill Absolutely out and not. make jokes, but don't do politics on Twitter. But yeah, like, I think it's like so important to like support your like fellow leftists, you know? And like, you know, there's differences between anarchists and communists and socialists, but like, um, in general, it's, it's tankies and anarchities. <laughs> but in general, we're all trying to fight the same fight, you know, like, let's support each other. That's how I feel. Like, I don't know, I, I generally just call myself a leftist instead of like a socialist or a communist or an anarchist or whatever. I, you know, I just call myself a leftist. because I'm like, 
I believe in fighting for things on the left and I want to just fight that fight. <laughs> There's know. a very good meme that puts forth this sentiment and it's like two dudes shaking hands through like a hole, like a door with a giant hole slammed through it. And one of them has like <laughs> the little Yushanka hat on and the other dude has shades on. And it's like Marxist Leninists and anarchists making fun of each other on the internet, but still coming together like in the time of need. Yeah, I totally but I butchered that fucking meme. I have no idea what it says, but I remember <laughs> the visual enough. part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds I've good, yo. <laughs> I've always been of like the I'm a socialist, but I've always been like uh of the of the position that like guys let shut the fuck up about all the bickering. We can do that after we overthrow capitalism. We're all agreed on the basic yeah. goal that we should we're all trying to get rid of capitalism. The Maoists yeah. can go fight the, the Leninists or whatever after we get rid of capitalism. And this we is figure the it out, figure it out afterwards. Like, it's so fun to like see all of these leftists bickering about how to use power that they don't have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is the whole fucking like class reductionist point is like a, a real fucking leftist would understand that like the base oppression that we're all under is like capitalism as working people and once we mm -hmm. dismantle that then there's other oppressions like there is racism there is sexism there is transphobia that we're going to have to dismantle but once we just like take apart the main oppression that is keeping everyone down then the, like the fight is a lot fucking easier Absolutely, and that's the only way you can be intersectional and that's like why people who say like oh you're a class reductionist if you're like you try to stick like strictly to like a marxist interpretation of things it's like no Motherfucker, like, that's not how it's going to work. Like, we have to approach these things in a way that, like, will actually cause, like, real lasting change. Because if we keep the structure of capitalism, racism is never going to fucking go away. Or, like, the, the, the instrumentation and the power of racism is never going to go away. This might offend some people, but uh, this is why I think social democracy is basically a kinder face of neoliberalism. Because sure, having a welfare state is well and fine, but you're not really confronting the power structure. I kind of agree with that. Speaking of Mao. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to do that. Hear, hear me out. Speaking of Mao, um, under Mao, the Chinese state was able to prioritize the dialectic between the ruling class and the oppressed sort of caste in that caste system. They were able to unify so that they could fight off Japan. And then once they were able to do that, they kind of resumed warring like civil war. So if they could do that, then we could fucking figure this shit out. Like literally the communist party, like put, like put a pause on waging a war against the capitalist class to fight the Japanese for like 10, 15 years. They were in coalition with capitalists for like 15 years, put pause on the civil war. And then once the war was over, they put it back on play and within four years had crushed the shit out of the capitalist class, ruling class of China and sequestered them to like a little island out in the Pacific. So it has a happy ending. It does. Well, I mean, as, as long as you just like, let the history textbook end in like the, the mid 70s. Well, I mean, it depends. It has a happy ending if you're a fucking communist. I don't know if it has a happy ending if you're like a 
landlord. No, I mean, no, I mean, like in, in terms, of, I was referring to like China's shift toward towards more of like uh, state capitalism in like the '80s. So you don't have to like see China like become that which you swore to destroy, because China is now like a state capitalist uh, country that doesn't even have a welfare state. Yeah, my concern is that America will adopt all of the most repressive elements of the Chinese government and none of the socialistic aspects of it. Like We're already um, kind of there. Yeah, it's just like a surveillance state, but like your fucking student loans <laughs> are getting sold to like private corporations that can harass you for debt. We're already kind of there. It's just the only real like major difference is, is that like we pretend to try to keep up the illusion that we're not doing exactly what's what we're doing. China's just upfront about the fact that they're like a totalitarian surveillance state. They're just like, yeah, it's what we're doing. We're not gonna try to like pretend that this is somehow a democracy. No, we're, we're watching all of you. Critique of China detected. <laughs> Jesse, you gonna say something? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Okay. <laughs> all right, do we want to wrap this up? <laughs> Yeah, let's wrap it up. We should do the, this, I'm blah, blah. Also, I think we should probably have like a blurb at the end asking people like to subscribe to the podcast so like people actually listen to it. What, Scott? Scott, Put my finger in her mouth. Oh. 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 (laughs) Oh, Never mind. Very very clever. Very, very clever with the visuals there. Fucking my genius will go unrecognized in my time. It's fine. Uh. So that's where we're wrapping it up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> pulling it, pulling a Jill Biden. Pulling a Jill Biden. Yeah. Yeah, with the, the finger biting. Dude, you remember several months ago that uh, she was talk like Joe Biden's wife was talking like on the campaign trail, and he was like biting her finger. Oh yeah. So totally um, normal behavior. <laughs> real quick. Because <laughs> I will say a blurb right now, and if everybody wants to say like their names and if they have like some social media they want people to follow them on. Um, oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, no, what the fuck? Yeah, okay. Um, Before you say the thing, um, my roommate, like I said, I sent my roommate a picture of, like, what my boss said in the freaking, ch- like, work chat, and she's like, don't worry, guys, Ashley definitely doesn't have COVID, because I can tell, because I'm psychic, and it's like, exactly, like, fuck, hate my boss. I really don't like my boss, and it sucks. Because the boss said so, it must be true. Yeah. Mm. Honestly, like, I hope I have fucking COVID. Like, <laughs> I really fucking do. So I can be like, you fucking bitch, you made me go into work last Wednesday, now everyone's fucked. Everyone's fucked to the brim. Like, literally, everyone who works the food bank every fucking week will have to be out for two goddamn weeks, and now, like, 50 families of young adults aren't gonna get food for two weeks because you fucking made me go into work when I knew I was potentially had COVID. Ah, sorry. God damn it. Honestly, I, I feel that because like I've been like, I've quietly been feeling this some, something similar, but like my sentiment has been, well, all, almost all of my coworkers are like boomers or older. So like, Joke's on you. If I get COVID, you guys are all most likely fucked because you're a lot older and therefore have a weaker immune system. So the joke's on you guys. (laughs) And with that, you can subscribe to us on, uh, we're on Spotify now, so you can subscribe to us on Spotify, the Pocket League Um, 
I'm Scott. You can follow me on Twitter at DeathMullet. I'm also on Instagram at that name. Jesse, go. What do you want? Oh, uh, I'm not on anything. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I'm not on, Your I name. Don't do Twitter. I'm uh, Jesse. I'm Jesse Talbot. Yeah. I mean, I think my YouTube shit. You could. You can follow my SoundCloud if you want. See, that's so. what I was going to do. I was going to be like, follow my embroidery account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it? Plug it. Yeah, Ashley. Uh, yeah. Uh, hi, guys. I'm Ashley. Uh, you can follow me at Risky Stitches on Instagram. Um, I, you know, typically do make some, like, political art there. So check it out, yo. Um, I make hats and stuff. So that's fun, you know. Um, commissions, you know. Hit me up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember the the website, uh, please visit uh, comrade-rosie.org. We are actually going to start posting these episodes on there. We have the first, well, I guess we can just post a link to the whole thing. It's up. We have uh, resources for people in the Boston area who need some extra help right now. Share it around. And we need Joe to go. Wait, what am I doing again? You're just saying like your name and if there's any like, in, like there's any social media shit that you want people to follow you on or not. Uh... I'm Joe. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, JLFB96. Uh, I'm on Instagram at JLFB1996. Please visit comrade-rosie.org. Uh, we're going to have the episodes up there uh, and links for uh, mental health resources, people in recovery, and other things going on around the city in regards to those things. And uh, enjoy your epoch.